Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. This podcast is for you, and I welcome you to come as you are. There is no judgment here, just folks doing everything they can to stand in their power and show up every single day. So if you're looking for inspiration, welcome. If you're looking to level up or to make a change or you just need a minute, welcome. And if you're looking for some perspective on your circumstances, either personal or professional, well, that's my jam. No matter why you're here, I'm glad you are. And this message is for you. Welcome to my village. This week on The Rutledge Perspective, I have a question for you. Are you qualified to do the thing you want to do? Or do you have experience to do the thing you want to do? Are you qualified or do you have the experience? Or maybe it's both. I ask this question because I talk a lot about the value of experience. You know, we were we had a series or I did a series on value and and pay and compensation and ensuring that we're no longer using that word worth, paying paying you for what you're worth, but rather paying you for the value that you bring and reminding all of you that there is value related to experience, right? The ability to see things, connect dots because you've experienced them before. You have a gut instinct about something. Experience is valuable and it experiences too, but experience is valuable. But there's something else around that, that I want you to consider. And that's why I ask you the question is what about quali- being qualified? You don't have experience, but you're qualified. And what does that mean? I was at the ROI summit and uh, Rachel Rogers, who who ran the summit, she wrote, we should all be millionaires. I've talked about her a couple of times because I'm just coming off this conference that was so great. But she mentioned something and I thought, you know, it's something that I've said, but I've not said in those words. And, and when you go somewhere and you're just open for learning and information, you often hear messages so much clearer when they're given to you as opposed to you giving them. And so she was talking about team in this context and hiring team and getting people around you and 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 inexperienced people. And, and she said, but, you know, you, you want to make sure that that you understand whether or not people are qualified to do the work that you're hiring, hiring them to do. Are you qualified? And the reason I thought that was a really insightful question is because there are quite a few people who are not experienced. They haven't actually done the thing before or done it for a long period of time but they're highly qualified. They've got either their certification or their degree or whatever it is, right? So there may be a new plumber who is highly qualified because he's passed all the tests, he's gotten all the certifications, he's got the insurance, he's got the safety requirements down. So he's qualified to do the work you're hiring him to do. He just doesn't have the same experience as that plumber who's been doing it for 20 years, but he is qualified. When you are hiring team, hiring someone to be your CFO or hiring a virtual assistant or hiring hiring someone to be on your staff in your organization, what are you looking for in terms of qualifications? So if you think about a resume or you think about a, um, a, a job posting, job postings often have the summary at the beginning, they have the job title, right? Here's your job duties. And then it comes down to the bottom and it says qualifications. And it lists things like for your degree, experience running Microsoft, leading teams. I mean, there's a whole, sometimes it's a whole laundry list of things. And as HR professionals, we always told people, you know, or at least I told people, stop putting everything in the kitchen sink on your job description, number one. 
And number two, when you start putting qualifications on there, what are you really requiring people to have in order to do the job you're hiring for? Do they have to have a four-year degree in order to do this job, in order to be qualified? Do they have to have done everything in order to be qualified? Give you a prime experience. One of the organizations I went to when I first got there, we were hiring for some technicians. And when I looked at the job description, it said you had to have worked in this environment using this particular thing for five years. And then you could be hired as an entry-level technician. And I was like, y'all know me. I'm curious. I just have some questions. So I said, so they have to have worked in this kind of environment with this kind of chemical in these processes for five years before they can come work for us at entry level. Absolutely. Okay. So does every environment like this look and operate exactly the same? Oh, no, 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 no. We have some proprietary processes. Does everybody run this same mix of stuff, right? The same way? No, absolutely not. Everybody's got a little bit different formula. So no matter what they've experienced, they have to learn it all the way we do it when they get here. Absolutely. So then why do we require them to have all this other stuff? Because see, everybody that's on that would fit this description already works here. If, if everything we got is proprietary, then everybody already works here. So we can't find these people that you're looking for because they're already here. Oh, right. All I did was ask questions. All I did was ask questions. But here's the crux of that conversation. Experience versus qualifications. You could be qualified to do the particular job by having gone to certain classes, having done certain certifications, having been in a similar environment, doing similar processes would make you qualified to learn the specific things you have to do in our environment to be able to do the job. We need people who were qualified to do the work. And oh, by the way, if we were hiring even more people, yes, we absolutely would love to have experience and that's preferred. But the baseline requirement is for you to have certain qualifications in order to do the work. So when you are looking for talent to come into your organization, are you looking for people who are qualified or are you looking for people who have experience or a combination of both? And in that combination, does everybody have to have both or are you willing, are you willing to be forthcoming about your own environment to say, you know what, there's just stuff we do different. And so what we need is some basic qualifications because we're going to teach you everything else and be okay with hiring that and require that your leaders be qualified to train, be qualified to onboard appropriately, right? You put the onus in the right place. Now, if you're looking for a specific leader, if you've got a specific process, if you are really hurting in expertise, then you hire experienced. You hire people who have been there, done that. If it blows up tomorrow, they're going to know what to do, right? If something goes awry, they've, ha they've had enough battle scars. They've seen enough stuff that they can connect dots and get creative about making something happen within the bounds of the parameters that you give them. There is extreme value in experience and expertise. And you should absolutely have that in your organization as well. But everyone doesn't need to be an expert. And everyone doesn't need to have 42 years of experience. Sometimes you need that new person who is qualified, but hasn't quite done it yet. They can demonstrate to you through their qualifications and through your process of talking to them that they have the capability to learn what you need them to learn to put their qualifications to use.
If you are a business owner and you're going out there and you're talking about what you are giving to people, how you're serving people, what are your qualifications for doing that work? What makes you the viable person that they should engage with in order to get the solution to the problem that they're having? And this really stood out for me because something showed up in one of my feeds the last couple of weeks. And I've been stewing on this. I've been stewing on this for a while because it just ticked me off and I couldn't figure out. Well, I could figure out. I just wasn't ready to be kind in addressing it. I said something show up in my feed that said, I am a coach or a, a, a business development person for coaches and consultants. And I help coaches and consultants get high ticket clients and build big practices and six figure businesses with, in capital letters, little to no experience. I nearly lost my mind. Why? Because I have hired those people with little to no experience who have done incredible damage and at a minimum have just not been effective. Sometimes you need experience. And then what happens, especially in this world where there's this amazing proliferation of coaches, that's why you have so many people putting together certification programs for coaches, right? Because everybody can hang out their shingle and say they're a coach and they've never done it before. It's one of the reasons I have a real hard time with those certifications um, and why I refuse to get some of them. And I'm a certified HR professional. So, so understand I have a love-hate relationship with certifications because it's just like taking a test. Not all lawyers are the right lawyer for you and not all lawyers are great just because they passed the bar right? Not all of anything is great just because a certification says so. You need to dig deeper and make sure they're a fit for you and make sure there are receipts and there's real experience there. Some people just are really good at taking tests. Doesn't mean they can execute, right? But there's a reason that, that all of these organizations came up, especially the coaching federations and things came up with, with the certifications because of this proliferation of people who just hung out a shingle and said, I'm a coach and they're doing damage. Not only are they not being helpful in the worst case scenario, they're actually doing damage. So I'm reading this and I'm getting so irritated, so irritated. And then I went to this conference and I heard, you know, qualification versus experience. Are you qualified? And I thought, you know what? Instead of me getting irritated, how about assist people in understanding that the real questions you want to ask when you're hiring anyone, including me, when you're hiring someone is help me understand what qualifies you to do the work that you're asking me to pay you to do for me. Now, how many times have you asked that question? We look at resumes, we ask, tell me how you did that. Give me an example when, you know, all the behavioral kind of stuff. But how often do we ask directly, what qualifies you to do this job that I'm asking you to do? And you got to ask it in the right way because that tone can also include a whole lot of bias in it, right? What qualifies you to do that? And people who show up looking like me get that a lot. So I'm not talking about the nasty, what qualifies you. I'm talking about the genuine Help me understand the level of qualification you have that will demonstrate to me that you have the ability to deliver a solution to me for my needs. Qualification. And sometimes that qualification does come in the form of someone who doesn't necessarily have extensive experience. So depending on what you need and where you are, that might be the exact right person for you. But you have to be clear on what it is you need first and then be clear on what questions I ask to understand qualifications. It's on you. If you're the purchaser about being a conscious consumer, what qualifications get me where I need to be and how much experience do I need to engage in? If you have ever read, there's a book called Top Grading that came out a while ago and he did a second edition Top Grading too. I don't know if he's done another one or not. But one of the key pieces, it's, it's a whole 
process around talent and hiring. It's a really extensive interview process. It's actually very good, but it's really, really deep and detailed. And um, one of the things he talked about is the definition of, of top talent. And he says, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically top talent is the best talent you can get in your market for what you're willing to pay. I'm going to say that again. Is the top talent you can get in your market for what you're willing to pay. That becomes top talent for your organization. So when you're trying to find a solution or someone to deliver a solution for you, what are the qualifications that you are looking for and that you can afford? So it could be that you start with qualifications because there may be a little lack of experience there, but the experience is going to be the expensive part. If you can find someone who is qualified, you can be really clear on what you want and you understand and have a rapport with them that you're pretty sure that they can deliver. Perhaps the person you go with is less experienced, but highly qualified. Just a thought. So as you move through this week, we're in, in love month, right? We're in love month. As you move through this week, when this episode is going to air, change your perspective on experience and qualifications. And again, I'm not negating that I truly believe and know that experience has value. There is value in experience. You got to hire new people because you got to have your business as a going concern and you got to value experience, right? And, and you want to spend some time gaining experience, be, be new at something so you can learn and get those battle scars and know what to do when something blows up, right? And, and just goes completely sideways on you. But also understand that qualification and experience are neither mutually exclusive, nor guaranteed to exist at the same time. Someone can be highly qualified and inexperienced. Someone can be extremely experienced and not at all qualified, right? Or someone can be both or neither. And it is up to you when you are looking for a solution to a situation or a problem to ask really deep questions around qualifications, really deep questions around experience. And it is incumbent upon you to be clear on what it is you want, have a clear vision of what it is you want and what action you need to take so that when you are deciding what resources you're either going to put on your team or you are going to hire to support your team, right? Or you are going to engage with on whatever basis that you are really clear on what it is you're looking for and why. And then you can make a definitive decision to move into action with or without that particular person or persons that you've been talking to. Qualifications is a really good thing. And if you think about looking for people who are qualified, that might actually give you an opportunity to open up your world to people you may never have considered before because they are qualified, but they may not be experienced. And those qualified people may not be moving in your circle. But if you are open enough to think about what do I really need, what qualifications are critical to success, your world opens up for possibilities. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I'd love to know your thoughts on qualifications versus experience. It was just a very interesting conversation that I had with some people and then at this conference hearing that different perspective. I'd love to hear your perspective on that, especially those of you who are hiring people or trying to help hiring managers think differently about the people that they hire, right? Um, and hire inclusively and hire broadly. Qualifications versus experience, especially when you're trying to get in new hires. Would love to hear your thoughts. As always, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Thank you for being a part of my village. And send me a DM. Let me know what you'd like to talk about. If there's some things that 
you would definitely like to have on the docket or some questions you just have. I'd love to engage with you and, and talk about those topics. Go out to your favorite platform, download, listen, share, um, give us a five-star review and let us know what we can do uh, to add for the next episodes. I appreciate every single one of you and thank you for sharing your time with me. Take care and have a great week. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and for connecting. You can find previous episodes of the podcast on my website at laurelrutledge.com forward slash podcast. You can also find me on social media at Laurel K. Rutledge and or The Rutledge Perspective. And I'd love your perspective on the things we talk about. And if there's a specific topic you want me to cover, just let me know. And please share this podcast with someone in your village who may need this little piece of perspective today. And if you're so inclined, I would really appreciate a five-star rating and review on the platform of your choice. Apple Podcasts and Spotify reviews are particularly helpful. Thank you again for listening. Take care.